I've never had so much pulse on in my life. Just into the Survivor SA Newsroom. the second episode of Sean, are you ready? You didn't do this last week because I didn't brief you, but are you ready? T T N O T N O Yeah, it's, it's T N O. But we'll get that right. There we go. Let's try to get one more time, Sean. Are you ready? Three, two, what one. What do you mean? T. So T. Oh, no, you go. T yeah. no, N. No, I said T. You say N O N. Oh, we alternate. Oh, there we go. That's fine. Everybody, I am Claudio Barreiro. You can call me Cloudy. And of course, we've got Sean Gilbrider. I mean, we went looking everywhere for this guy. He hides under rocks. He's anonymous, and that's why we love him. That's why you're going to get an uncut take, his views, his perspective, because not many people know where he is. In fact, he only joined TNO because he wanted 10 followers on Twitter and 10 more followers on Instagram. So if you haven't followed him yet, that's on you. Sean, do your best. Say hello to everyone. How's it going, everyone? Yeah, we're looking to we're looking to grow my Twitter subscribers from 12 to 20. So hopefully after after a few more episodes we'll we'll achieve that. <laughs> In the house so far we've got of course our, one of our favorites and he's on time. He was late last week, but we've got Tato saying he's on time. We've got Warren, of course. If you don't know who Warren is, he is our third official member of the TNOs team. You're gonna see a lot of his beautiful work coming up later. And then of course we've got Meso Botse. We didn't see you last week. It's good to have you back. And of course, we got the man in the house, Hilchard. Come on, uh, Sean, can you give a little Hilchard? Are you ready? Three, two, one. Come on. What? Hilchard? No, Say I'm Hilchard. not with the enthusiasm. You got to bring the enthusiasm. I'll bring the. Okay, bring I'm the, the enthusiastic guy, in case <laughs> you don't know. That's, he's, he balances me out. We need someone like that. All right, our icebreaker. And this is a very important one, Sean. I know last week it was very unrelated to Survivor, but this time it's a big, big question, largely because it's happened throughout the course of the week. Would you rather. Have a braai, a braai brookie, or would you have a bunny chow? The bunny chow that you saw there. The nice curry lamb, curry or potato curry bunny chow. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I suppose we, I mean, they got so much food again this week. No, I'm joking. Um, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just probably... in case you weren't sure what that was about. Sean, Sean's convinced these survivors eat too much. Okay, probably what, yeah. Sean? No, probably braai brookie, I reckon. And yourself? What do you reckon? Bunny child, the, they look they look decent. I don't know. They look like Shane burnt those uh, burnt those brabrikis a bit there. So, well, I yeah, know, I mean, they, that's so good. Without factoring that in, I was going to go with the bunny child, like Mr. Botze is saying. They all day. I was so bunny child, but then to the point that Shane burnt the brabrikis. Ay, 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 ay. Those guys were hungry. I would have been pissed off if that burnt my my brabriki. I'll tell you that much. No, agreed. Yeah. Yeah, such limited. Well, not limited food, um. But such, such, yeah. You don't have much food, and then it goes and burns them. Terrible. <laughs> I'd vote him off just for that. Right. So if you <laughs> haven't done, if you haven't done the important thing, and to joining our tribe, yeah, like, comment, subscribe. That's 
Those are the three things. That's what you got to do, really, to be part of our tribe. I mean, we've got Tato. Tato's part of the tribe. Botse is part of our tribe. Bilhot's part of Be part of the tribe. Be cool. You know you want to. Right, Sean, we're going to move on. Week in focus so far. What did you think overall of the week? Four episodes. Again, we've seen 18 total now. Three boots. What do you think? Um, yeah, I suppose the first uh, first impression is that uh, I got it completely wrong with my Golden Spear last week, uh, nominating the, the two guys who were promptly voted off in the next two episodes. So I'm sort of not sure about my survivor knowledge anymore. Maybe I don't have a good understanding of this game. Not that I ever really proclaimed to be an expert. But uh, yeah, I don't know. What did you Sean, think of the week? We don't tell people that. We claim. We, we, we do. I mean, the fact that you're on the show is we meant to claim somewhat we're experts. I mean, no, I'm just kidding. We're not. We're not experts. We're fans just like you are watching what we think. And also, you know, don't be too harsh on yourself, Sean, because we were quite accurate. We, we nominated both these guys for Golden Spears. Obviously, our king here, the king piece in the chessboard, he, was, he received our Golden Spear, but for good reason. They did get voted out because they were identified as threats. So they didn't do too well hiding the fact, but they were playing a game that eventually everyone noticed. So don't be too hard. But overall, Sean, in terms of the sort of week and how it played out from the challenges to the dynamic of the players, what did you like? What didn't you like? Uh, it was a mix with the challenges. Uh, I thought the first one on, on Monday, I thought it was pretty, uh, I don't know, quite unimaginative. Um, you know, just the, basically a game of running Red Rovers. It's just... They put two little barricades there and called it a day. Um, uh... <laughs> yeah, I keep going on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, well, I mean, okay, they had the smoke thing, but I mean, other than that, the but I think maybe they they spent all their time on the second challenge because that that challenge on Tuesday, or the, and they and they split it. Even though I, I know we spoke about it last week, them combining the rewards and the immunity challenge, they split it that week. And those two were actually quite elaborate. I thought they were good with the with the whole pulley system and and creating the the little cart. I thought that was really good. The third challenge, sure. I don't know. I mean, not the third. I suppose the fourth, but just the the fun, the one on the, the Wednesday. Um, the that was. Racing. The mud, uh, the mud pushing of the ball thing. Yo, I don't think that went went to plan. I mean, uh, <laughs> it was kind of a, a non-event in the be. Well, there were lots of eventful things, but in terms of the actual outcome of the game, those guys were just lying on the ball for most of the time, or lying on each other. It seemed like. Um, and then, have they played that game before? I wanted to ask you. No, not in South African Survivor. That's the first time ever I've seen it. But I, I, it was one of those, I was just getting flashbacks of WWE growing up. Please don't try this at home. Like it's one of those, and it was legit mud wrestling. That's what it was. I mean, Pinty was there. She was there trying to get a WWE sort of um, trial, I think. Yeah, it looked like, yeah, she body slammed Shona. Um, looked, <laughs> but so did, he, so did Dante. Dante, <laughs> body, you know, the whole thing, look, it was brutal. And it came out very, very graphic in terms of the screaming and the rest of it. But Dante legitimately body slammed Tejan. That's what he did. But then Pinty is a bit over-aggressive and Shauna gets, gets hurt. And it's like, yo, Pinty's the devil. So it's, it's, it's interesting to see that. Yeah, I suppose it's I suppose viewed differently maybe because it's guys, like it's just two guys wrestling. Um, Tejan looked like in the beginning he had the better of Dante. He was just lying on him. It looked like a bit of a jiu-jitsu move, just you know, keeping him in, in control. He had, he had back guard or full guard, whatever you call it, I'm not an expert. Um, and then, but <laughs> but yeah, uh, Dante's uh, clearly been clearly been gymming because he manhandled Steffi as well. Just one hand, one arm, just pushed her away. Took her out, bro. And she's a yeah. what, what, a martial arts artist and a, a 
bodybuilder along with Kalani, which we'll touch on as well. But I do think this is a, this is a legitimate sport that I think the Rue and the gang literally just found the sport in Bulgaria somewhere. And they're like, oh, this seems interesting. This seems like it's fitting for Survivor. Yeah, I know. I mean, obviously the setup was was quite impressive. Those the, the long slope and those those balls that apparently weighed like 120 kilograms that got released. But the actual game was was kind of weird. It wasn't exactly great to watch. They they started off sprinting and then at the end everyone everyone gassed out pretty quickly and they were just kind of either lying on each other or lying on the ball. Um, I, I honestly thought I, at one stage I thought there was going to be no result. I thought uh, Nico was just going to call it, just say like you clearly can't win this game so we might just call it but i think adding the other balls and then um, and then they eventually did did win i think just because the other people were exhausted i think felix just lay on shane and and tony managed to push it over yeah look we've got two new faces here sean we've got oded who's joined us not two new faces one new face oded thank you for joining us very much he's saying nikus said they did run it in season three it is an awful challenge and then we've got incognito a favorite we love you incognito thank you for joining us again and rian rotenbach he's saying hello humans good vibes good vibes only only good vibes there but yeah that challenge was intense but going back to the first one what i did like about it was the smoke i know i know you like ah oh, smoke it did it reminded me i lost with the smoke monster but it was not meant to be a blowout. I think if it was more those sort of challenges like the Felix and the Dante one where it was like a second and the smoke went up. I mean, that was pretty dramatic. So I did quite like it. It was that. relatively dramatic, but I mean, Felix is built like a fridge. How did he not just stand in front of Dante? I don't know. Like, how did he lose that challenge? He's got like... Speed, know, bro. Kilograms it was all about him. speed. But that's the thing is he was... That's exactly... He was like, I'm going to take this man out. And Dante had just got in that extra meter of him. I think that was the difference. Now, unlike yeah. Kalani, I think Kalani, she was like, the way she approached it, she was like, I'm going to flipping manhandle this lady. I'm going to throw her around. And then Pelissa just ran past her. And she was like, wait, I didn't factor that in. That was very confusing to me. I had no idea what she was doing. It looked like as she got, approached Pelissa, she just stopped. She, I don't know. Like it, a and she was a... like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. I, I should just I keep know, running. We, exactly. We're doing a challenge here and not just standing around. I don't know. She just didn't do anything. Um, it was very weird because she kind of didn't even run. She just stopped and Pelesa carried on running. Yeah, very strange. She... Considering she's a martial artist as well, I mean, she could have at least taken her down or something. Yeah, and I mean, that comes down into the second challenge as well where she's jumping across the different sort of, you know, that, that, that moment where they got to jump on the different platforms. She looked like she's... Oh, like that. that. I think... Um, like I spoke that Ninja Warrior stuff. Mm. Exactly, the Ninja Warrior. Warren, mm. Warren's like, bro, if they're calling her martial artist, she's not doing Bruce Lee any favors. That guy's rolling in his grave because he doesn't want to be associated with her performance. That's what Warren said. No, no, not at all. Although, <laughs> although T- Teresa didn't do too well herself in that uh, Ninja Warrior thing at the, in the beginning. <laughs> I've never seen someone take that approach of uh, both feet climb up a bit, turn around. <laughs> no, it was interesting. But okay, look, I will say this. What I want to comment from the production side is the edit was a nice, clean cut one. I loved how they, they brought in sort of nuances. For example, when Philip's talking about contrasting Seamus and Tevin and then there's that shot that they pan to where it's like, oh, they're looking for the idol. And then there's just other little moments that they have with those cured it in perfectly. And I also liked, for example, the challenges. Some of the challenges to the, the mud wrestling sort of challenge, yeah, question marks in terms of the safety for the contestants. But everything from a, a prop level perspective, like how they've executed for me, I mean, we got to consider the budget that they have versus the one that the US has and even the Australians to a certain extent. I'm, I was very impressed. Um, yeah, like like I said, the the second one, the one on Tuesday, both those challenges, they were really good. Like big setups, 
very elaborate um, games, you know, puzzle, bit of physical, the whole thing. Yeah, I, I just think the and even the mud wrestling one, I suppose it was a good setup. It's just the just the first one I thought was a bit kind of weird and it was such a whitewash. It wasn't amazing to watch. No, Sean calls a spade a spade. Thank you very much for that, Sean. Uh, King Richard is in the house. Thank you very much. Family, TNO family, is it time to move on? Are we ready to debate the Golden Spear? Sean, what do you think? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Do you, Sean said, let's do it. So you know what we're going to do? Guess what we're going to do? Can anyone guess what we're going to do? Sorry, I'm actually just stalling because I'm hitting the wrong buttons here. I'm doing too many things. Wait, wait. Sorry, Sean, say something while I'm doing this. Say something, yeah? Well, must have talked about the first challenge again. Oh, bad. No, don't worry, don't worry. It's oh, time, no. it's time, it's time. There we go. Oh, so dramatic. That is what we do on TNO. It is time to discuss all things Golden Spear. These, and I say this, like I kind of got confused between this and these. But anyways, this is for the player that made the best move. We're going to unpack which players there are. Obviously, four episodes, so a lot of moves have been made. But Sean, off the bat, nominations. And don't be afraid to tell us in the comments who you think as well. Let's hear it, Sean. Yeah, again, I'm finding it difficult these weeks to find golden spears, I suppose, maybe because it's it's still quite early on in the game. Um, for me, I think just in that last episode, I think Dino, whether it's whether it's luck or, or, or his gameplay, I think I think he had quite a good episode there. He managed to find the idol. He seemed to you see that I think it's it's broaching on my um wooden spoon as well, because he seemed to have a great plan and it and it, I think it could have worked if uh, if Phil went with him. So I think he didn't, I don't think he did anything wrong. He found the idol. Mm. He played it for himself. He managed to um, swing Palesa. He, he calculated the votes um, as to who would go through. I think I think it would have been Dante, um, but Phil Phil switched on him. So I think he's uh, I think he's definitely up there. Uh, who do you reckon? I'm well, curious. I think, well, let's, let's talk about the Dino sort of nomination. It's a very good one. When we're looking at progression, and again, the comment that we made last week is how we're looking at it is we're comparing their previous games to the current game that they're playing. And he's shown the most growth, I think, out there. I think you could argue Phil, and I think those two names are going to be the big shot for this week. But Dino definitely has come out and he's saying, look, I'm going to play. And it's not just playing. It also looks like he's trying to be a little bit more entertaining for the people watching, understanding, almost ripping the page out of Chappie's book going, hey, I know people are watching this and I want to give them something that they want to see. For example, in that little moment when he goes on the, the ride and he's like, "Wee!" and he does the Mexican yeah, yeah. wave, which is quite interesting. See, I don't like um, that. I you don't dig that? It seems like, no, I don't like that. I think he's, that's, that's like for me, like he's putting on a show. It's a bit performative, a bit like childish, like I don't know. <laughs> I so wasn't you know, a big fan you, of that. You just, you just want them to play the game. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Mm. When we look at him playing the game, I think he's done well still because he's, he's in the mix. He's sort of in the conversation with regards to the blind side of Tevin. The information comes to him and then he's able to sit back and not even lift a finger as he proclaims himself. So that's very good in his favor. And as the course of the week unfolds, he plays key sort of moments within the challenges. He manages to avoid all the really, really, really physical sort of challenges because of his oven mitts that he has wrapped around his hands and he's not allowed touching anything. So it's quite interesting from that perspective. So he comes out quite strong there and there's that moment where the team rallies around him. Sure, you could argue Dante 
comes out and says this guy's a huge threat. But I mean, coming into the game, everyone knows him as the puzzle king because of the, his, his experience in terms of the business that he does. So he manages to, to do that well. And then when we're looking at the extra level of growth, I think he, he comes out saying he also wants to be dodgy Dino. So, and he knows he's going to sort of play on the heartstrings of Marion and Merrill, and he's deliberately being manipulative. Now, depending on where you sit and on whether this is a good move or a bad move or just a bad person sort of move, you know, from a moral perspective, at the end of the day, it's still growth to go out there and say, I'm going to do whatever it takes to try and get yeah, to the next round. I agree. I, what, did, what did you think of the fake crying or crying thing? Oh, that, that's an interesting one, man, because I'm watching it and I'm going, this man knows how to tap into that. There's this... There's a soft side that he's able to open up. And if, if you've got to look at it and you're looking at sort of Dante's approach, trying to get all the alpha males out, I mean, they've said this time and time again, because, you know, going into it, the strategic approach for him is if he can make it to the merge, being the main dominant male there, he can try and obviously dominate challenges like Chappies did and Rob Bentele did. So that's, I think that's his game plan. But when you're looking at what Dino does there is he does have that soft edge and he can pull on those heartstrings and to a certain extent, it does save him. So you've got to give him credit for that. Agreed, but like it, it feels like he's only he's only fooling the. Um... Sorry, Sean. Sorry, this just in. Duncan Shaw <laughs> saying, "How's it from Dubai? <laughs> Look at that. You go. got some fans out here. Also, Incognito Absolutely. saying it's good to have Liverpool fans in there. I'm I'm in agreement with that. This is a Liverpool sort of house. If you anything else, I mean, it's going to be a huge problem. But yes, yeah. Sorry, Sean. Go ahead. No, what I was saying is he seems to only be fooling the the women. Um, they keep saying he's a nice guy like i don't want to write his name down i don't want to go him out and then they keep cutting to like dante and and shane and and i can't remember who i was saying like we don't buy it we don't buy this self-deprecating like i'm so humble you know i can't do this thing where he's sorry actually... sean read this you gotta read this comment <sighs> read this comment here from me also hi dylan we love you you know what dylan you sir you're a big dude you pretty much get our name out there so thank you so much for that but sean go on come on do you there your yeah, edit trumping the Survivor essay edit, though. Huh? That's what yeah. we're talking about. I'm Only agreeing. live on TNO. Yes, as you were. <laughs> Sorry, Sean. No, so I was just saying, I, I feel like the his his act that he's portraying at the moment of this um, sort of, he's trying to, I think, dull down his, his threat level. So, um, but it seems like only the girls are falling for it. The guys seem to be seeing straight through there. I know, like, he has um, come across as a big threat even before going in here, owning that escape room, uh, as well as being quite dominant on the puzzle challenges. So Dante immediately, I think even before the season started, probably had a, a target for Dino. But but even after that, when he did the challenge or when he's speaking to him, he doesn't really buy into that. Um, uh, you, you know, him him being this this overly nice guy who doesn't want to offend anyone and wants to play the game the right way and all that sort of stuff. So I think it is working. But we'll see. We'll see if anyone else catches on because he, he is really good at the the puzzles. Although he did lose that other one to Tony, so got to give her props for that. Yeah, and I think Tony should get props here because I think the the tribe swap does help her at the right time for her game because we know she was at the bottom of the old Masu, and she comes in there and she does perform well in the challenge and she does get pulled in because the other tribe identify the fact that she's on the the bottom, so she's able to share a little bit more information at the detriment of Dante's sort of game. Now, you could argue, depending on the alliances, it's not like she had allegiance to the, the tribe and the members that she was playing with. So she was completely a free agent to go out there and just, like um, Marion would say, blah, 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 open her mouth and blab whatever she needed to blab because she needs to save herself. So I think credit there. Do you think that was a good move? I was undecided on whether just, because, I mean, immediately you can hear Tejan going like, 
I don't know if that if you can sort of work with someone like that. So she had a, a not an alliance with him, but she at least had you know a good relationship with him. And and after seeing what she did there, she came across very emotional, not trustworthy at all, because she was obviously more than willing to just <laughs> relay all the information she had. So like she even I don't think she was even pushed for it she like sat down and she was like okay cool i'm happy to spill the tea and then just told everyone so um if you're looking from their side i know she was trying to build relationships but if i if i saw that i would have thought okay well she's just not trustworthy so i don't know i don't know if it was a good move I, you you spun a positive light I, I wasn't too sure well i think that's fair look she's not she's not the strongest candidate i just thought it was worth a shot i mean a lot of people saying full and i think full i mean what, what do you want to say here? Phil did do, he did a lot. I mean, he's he's come out and he's I'd love his confessionals. He should just maybe he's just nominated for the confessionals he's giving right now. <laughs> I think so, yeah. I think so, yeah. He seemed quite an entertaining guy. Um, I definitely think he played a good game. If it wasn't, I mean, or had a good week at least. Um, if it wasn't for his last vote, I think I would have given it to him. I'm not sure what spooked him and and why he didn't end up going with Dino. Dino was his closest alliance. Like, why would he? Why would he not just not stick to the plan? I don't know why yeah. it changed in the last minute. So I think looking at it, when you we're going head to head, the Dino sort of Philip fighting for this golden spear. I think Philip up until that point, and again, it's depending on where you want to see it and how you you want to really pick his game apart. Here, but I think he's the driving factor. Going well, this is incredible. You know, he's done well. He's got Dino to tell him. Obviously, it's it's a matter of desperation. Dino needs to try and make something happen. So he shares his, his package, so to speak. His package, oh, the yeah. big bulge in his package with, with Philip. But Philip's move, yeah, and he might be kicking himself afterwards as we were because we would have loved to see something glamorous and maybe at the expense of Dante. But it's self-preservation. He chooses another day in the game, and that another day in the game, that was a certainty. If he had to say, in his mind, he's going with the Dino and a Shona plan, that is kind of a, what, let's say hypothetically a 40% probability, whereas him choosing to get Shona out that's at least a 70, 80% chance of him staying in the game. I mean, I'm 100% sure you're making up those percentages. Um, but... <laughs> I mean, no, 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 dude. You know me. I'm an actor. I've got my spreadsheets here. I work out move by move. That's what, oh, excuse the, the green screen here. But yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, I suppose, I suppose you could see it like that. I don't know. I, I was just, I was just a little bit confused because it seemed like they could do it. It didn't seem, I, also, with, uh, having not been in this situation and only seeing what, sort of they show you you don't know what they're feeling so maybe maybe right maybe he just in the last minute panicked but self-preservation kicked in and he, he ended up voting show shona keeping himself another day so maybe it wasn't obviously hindsight 2020 it, lo it looked like they could have got rid of dante he, he probably was kicking himself when he saw the the votes read but he's still in so i suppose he, he did have a good week other than that that was the only thing i thought that was a little bit questionable other than that, I thought he played well. He seems to be, although like he controlled some of those um, some of those votes, the the Seamus and the Tevin, he seems to be in the background. But no one's re I haven't heard his name being thrown out there, which is which is also a good thing um, for him. So I suppose yeah, he's definitely he's definitely up there for the Golden Spear. I would, and also, um, do, what do you think about Dante? Didn't he have a good uh, week as well? I think yeah, I think. Um... It depends what you call it a good week. Uh, he's still in the game. He kind of tells people do this, do that, and it doesn't go according to his plan. So he, he points out that people are 
you know, wrong. And I think in this game, like as soon as you remind it, look, in life, if you tell anyone they're wrong and you kind of be like, you see, I told you so, that's quite an annoying trait, right? That's number one. Number two, he's completely abrasive in terms of his action. But look, this is Dante through and through. He has definitely improved his game. So again, if we're going back on that premise, he's come out and he wants to be more controlling. Last time he was more of a passenger and he was, you know, almost Meryl psychic. In this case, he is, he's doing the things. He, he was running Blair Witch Project style quote unquote they're from Xavier and I love that tweet by the way sir nice good job but yeah it looked like Blair, Blair Witch Project and he was running around and he gets himself an idol so good for that and it's just how he's managing the situation everyone knows he's trying to be in control and that's the big problem or the big flaw in his game uh, yeah I, I see what you mean like he's, there's no denying he's a, he's a big threat physically and uh, and in terms of how he's, how he's playing so far but I suppose he did find the idol um, the tribe swap went his way that's obviously not his doing but it, it did end up with him and the numbers which is great so yeah i suppose I, I don't think i'd give it to him but he didn't have a bad week although he was kind of on the chopping block in this last episode so yeah look he didn't have a bad week but we could also argue that he should get the wooden spoon for something just remind me on that point in the comments in case i do forget to bring that up in the wooden spoon but there are two names sean that we need to talk about uh, Mr. Botses mentioned Tejan, and I feel, feel like this is an interesting one because when we're looking at sort of where he starts beginning of the week, the only strategy we see him talking is about the bribe rookies. And then slowly, all of a sudden, he's being called into the conversations, largely because to, to Dante's former sort of quote or analogy, he's a loose change sort of aspect where people can play with him as a number. And that's not the worst place to be in, especially with a merge coming and you've just got to try it. So people want to work with him. Because they see zero threat. So is that not a good thing? Definitely. Like, we haven't heard his name being brought up for any sort of votes. He's not um, any sort of hindrance in the challenge. He looks like he's quite physically capable. Um, so, yeah, I think he's been playing well. He's been playing a little bit on the outskirts. But, but like you see in the last episode, people are bringing him in. They see him as another number. And I think if he can build trust there, he could, he could go quite far in the game. Yeah, I think he's definitely had a good week this week. Okay, Sean, one last nomination before we get to the actual verdict. Toriso, what are your thoughts there? Mm. You, seem, you seem baffled by that one, that nomination. Why? Wow, wow. Do you think she had a good week? Uh, the only thing that stuck it's, in my it's, head it's... was a Ninja Warrior thing. <laughs> Look, if we're going to the Ninja Warrior thing, then maybe not. <laughs> however, however, when we're looking at it, it's no different to Tejan where she's lying low. She kind of, she lands up in a good side for the triad swap. Right, that, that's not a bad situation. Mm. I think her flaw there is she does kind of make a plan without Felix's consent, and we know Felix likes being involved. You know, these alpha males all like being in charge and not taking back seats. You know, they want to be the bus driver instead of the passenger. But you know, credit to her for letting things play out as well. So she's again, when we're talking about improvement, last season she wasn't able to fit in socially, and she kind of isolated herself, even though she had a good read on the game. This time we're seeing her read on the game being played out socially. And that's where I've got to say, you know what, Teresa, I take my hat off to you, ma'am. Yeah, I think so. And I think she also, uh, she didn't go with Seamus or she was, she sort of saw straight through him. So in that regard, I think she had, she definitely had a good uh, read on him. Um, so she didn't have a bad week. Uh, I don't think I'd give her the golden spear, in my opinion. No, but I just thought, ah, let's give her some credit. Come on, Sean. Mm. Come on, play nice. Okay, play nice a little tonight. bit. <laughs> All right, maybe too nice. Sean, guys, just in case you, you didn't notice, Sean doesn't like playing nice, you know? <laughs> also, he doesn't share food. So he's more like Joey from Friends from that aspect. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. Uh, we're going to count down from five. Last time I counted down from time uh, from 10, I think it was, just to give everyone a chance to type in the comments, although a lot of the comments have been put down here. So, Sean, it's just going to be me and you. I'm going to count down from five. We're going to say it on three. Let's hope we get consensus here. All right. Three, uh, five, four, three, two, one. Dina. Hello. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Okay, all right. Are we gonna are we gonna rock paper scissors this shit, or what are we gonna do? Yeah. No, I, I think I'll the change. Comments, I, think, in the comments. I think probably full. I think I'll change. I mean, we can give it to you. look in the comments. You tell us rock paper scissors, or do you guys just want to be the deciding factor? You let us know. But you got to let us know right now because we need to move on. Rian saying Dante, interesting. Dino full. This isn't helping us. I think okay, Sean, you ready? Ching chong cha. Let's do this bad boy. Are you ready? Okay, you ready? No. Three. Ching chong. What do you have? Okay, there oh, we go. Ladies and gentlemen, our Golden Dino Spear winner is. for week two is Dino Palo. Now, Sean, you want to do the introduction for the next category or next segment of our show? Sure. Are we moving? On? Is it no? But now, now you confuse me because I'm not sure what's next. Are we going wooden spoon? Or... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's about that time, wooden spoon. It's about that. All time. right. All right. Let's. Uh, Again, today I'm struggling with all the, the keys here, ladies and gentlemen, so don't be too too sad in case I make a mistake. But yes, it is that time for the wooden spoon. <laughs> Bada bing, bang, bang, boom, and we're back. <clears throat> wooden spoon time. This is for the player that made the worst move throughout the week, ladies and gentlemen. Throw your nominations and i think i know the big name that's going to be thrown out there sean which one do you think it is the first one top of the list top of the list uh -huh. Shona. it has to be Shona. Sh you know what she's top of my list too i know i know the comments in twitter out there they are saying you know pinty because she's aggressive and and and, and. but you know what not pinty pinty's been consistent from day one she's been consistent and people have chosen to keep her they have chosen that's not on her so therefore, no wooden spoon for my book. Shona, 100%. She had a choice. She had a choice to be in the majority at Tribe Swap, and she's cooked her goose. Yeah, I think that that for me is why I would give her. I, I would, I'd love to know, thinking behind that, I know they briefly cut to her saying something about her wanting to play a game, but it made no sense in, in my mind. Um, you go with the majority. Like the, it's, it's too early to make those sort of moves and try, I, I, I don't even know what she was trying to do, but yeah, to, to check, to pick the wrong uh, or pick where the numbers weren't, you know, it just seemed, just seemed crazy. So I I'd definitely go her. It, I, I agree with you in terms of Pinty. She hasn't changed. She's been as annoying from episode one up to episode eight <laughs> and, and people have kept her there. So, I mean, I don't think she's changed. She hasn't played a better game, but she hasn't played worse. Yeah, look, Warren's saying the martial artist that can't jump needs to get this. He's saying Kalani for, for her moves. I think it is, I think it's an interesting one when you're looking again for if you're looking from a super fan perspective, you're going, well, like what is she contributing really? Because we're not seeing her make decisions from a strategic level and she's not really performing uh, at the challenges. So I can see why that name's being thrown out there. Dylan saying Pinty hands down. Hilhart saying Pinty 6 0. Um, and then again, yeah, Sean is in agreement. Um, we're not talking much about Tevin or Seamus, largely because, you know, they, their boots were early out in the, this, the week. And we don't often, 
you know, we don't normally want to focus on the boots, but in the same same token, you've got to look at both these players. You've got to say Tevin finds an idol, doesn't use it, and Sheamus does exactly what he did previously in his last season in terms of getting voted out. So I don't know. What do you think there, Sean? So Tevin's the interesting one for me. I couldn't really pin down what he did incorrectly. He seemed to be he seemed to be playing quite well. He wasn't getting too emotional. He seemed like he had the numbers. And then I think he just came across too strong or people realized he was pulling the strings a bit and they, they sort of wanted to nullify the, the threat before it got any further. So for me, it's a weird one for him. I don't really think he did anything too badly, but obviously he got voted out. So he, the, the threat level was up there. Um, Seamus, I think he could definitely be a candidate because, um, I think his reaction to Tevin's vote is what got him voted out. I think once they um, they voted out Tevin, I don't think Seamus was next up in line. But because he tried to make a big move straight away to get Dino out because he felt betrayed or well, I don't know why he wanted to get him out. But um, I think that cost him uh, or that, that's what cost him. So I, I, don't know, I don't know if I'd put Tevin up there, but I think Seamus – Seamus definitely especially after like from what hearing what he said himself he kind of made the same mistake you know he, he played too hard too quickly yeah I mean look yeah uh Mesa Bots is saying voting anyone other than Pinty is a bad decision um and Hilchart just elaborating saying it's not her aggression it's her unawareness of the game it's not the fire food it's picking a fight with Steffi and she's constantly complaining much like season eight those are interesting takes um but yes, yeah, Incognito in agreement with you. Seamus for sinking his own game. He wasn't in line, but I think he, the ego got the best of him there. I mean, he comes there to terms and he says it wasn't personal. He has the conversation with Dino. And I think at the moment in time, despite the fact that Dino is very untrustworthy, let's be honest, because like they've mentioned, it's that puppy, I think Dante said it, the puppy dog face sort of thing. Mm. He tries to lure you in with it, like, oh, come take me for a walk. And then ah, he bites the ankles. I think that's the sort of thing that you got to be careful for. But Seamus doesn't know how to just curve that in and say, there's a day, there's a time and a place, and it's not right now. And he decides, no, he's going to try and rally the troops, even though half the troops weren't on his side in the pre on the previous vote. Yeah, no, I agree. I I think it didn't look like it didn't look like Dino, Dino was going to vote Seamus at all before people um, come to him and say, listen, he's trying to make a, a move on you, which also I suppose speaks to Dino's game and why I sort of put him up for for Golden Spear is that like. He's just getting brought this information, like so. I think it speaks to his social game because he didn't really. He, he seemed oblivious to it before people came and told him, like, "Listen, Seamus is is making a move on you." So, um, I I, th- I think yeah, Seamus definitely, obviously, I mean, voted out and didn't have a good week. <laughs> you know, just going back to the the Tevin sort of conversation here. Um, Tato saying, you know, Tevin's a doctor, young, charming, strong. Why would they want him at the merge? But again, it just stems back to the point where you're saying, you said, Sean, now, you know, he didn't do much in terms of his game to change. And, you know, he does, you don't know what he could have done differently. But I think the thing is, if you're coming to this game, and just the fact that Tato's mentioned there, young, charming, etc. If you know you've got these traits, if you know you've got these qualities, even though he starts off modestly, so to speak, I think as he goes on, it's the conversations he has that he kind of seems quite assertive in a calming manner. And people pick that up immediately. And we don't know the relationship he had with Seamus in terms of them seemingly running the game. And Pinty, okay, Pinty's not a very credible source. But she obviously, going back to the fact, she's like, these two guys think they're controlling everything and they're telling me what to do. So if Pinty 
who we are saying here in the comments has zero self-awareness can pick that up. There's clearly something that was flawed in his game. That is true. She does She does seem completely uh, like not aware what's going on at all. And then every now and then she, she does pick up on it. Um, so, yeah, I suppose in, in that regard, you probably are right. And if, if she could, if she was telling or she could see that they were pulling the strings, then maybe they were too um, sort of open about how they were controlling the votes. Yeah, sure. And then Hilcha just wants to touch on this. He says, can we pause on, on Samus for a second? Whilst everyone is on day 12 starving, he looks like he's been out there for six months. What are your comments on that? Well, I mean, I know if everyone's starving, Felix doesn't look too angry. <laughs> Felix is doing well. He's got reserves, boys. He's got guns. He's got things to pull from. I think, hey, hey. Also, let's not bash the skinny guys here. Come on, man. You know their yeah. metabolisms work faster. Ay, ay, ay. That's not okay. All right. But from the wooden spoon perspective, any other nominations? I know Pint is the obvious one. We've spoken about Sean, a big, big, big mistake in terms of just survivor play all around. Uh, Kalani, yeah, another oh, martial sorry. artist. That, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I was going to say just to touch on that Shona thing again. I think also uh, she's chosen the tribe with the least numbers and then gets there and starts laying down the law. Not a lot of looking bags, like no, wow. no, not a lot of make fire during the day. Only a lot of eat once. I mean, come on, you, you're already at the bottom of the tribe. Let's just play it cool for the, the first bit. I don't know. I did think that was funny where you're like, okay, yeah, you're the minority. You've gone back to your camp, so you reckon that's your house and you're going to treat all these people like your guests. And I'm like, no, 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 that's not how it works. And I also find it funny that uh, Pines, he also shared the same analogy in terms of going, you know, this is, the, this is like our house and you're an unwelcome guest. That's quite interesting. What did you think about the analogy that both Felix and Phil compared Pinty to like a, a Jack Russell? Yeah, that's probably pretty apt. Um, she's well. I don't know. I've always had Jack Russell, so I kind of, I kind of like them. But she does seem to to be the stereotypical <laughs> they got, they got, uh, annoying little. Yeah, exactly. Seems to be annoying, getting in everyone's face and, and not letting anyone relax. Um, so yeah, I suppose it's a pretty apt analogy. Yeah. Okay, but wait, wait. Before we actually give out the wooden spoon, one last thing I want to talk about. Tevin's legacy, obviously this is a game of returnees. A lot of these guys, this is massive. They get to play this game twice. Not many people get to do that. And in some cases, one or two of them might get a third chance. We could argue Chappies, you know, he hasn't damaged his legacy too much because he goes out number one as a huge, huge threat. But what about Tevin? What does it say about Tevin? He's played twice now and both he's gone out pre-merge, both times. What do you mean? Do you think that, are you asking if they'll bring him back again? Yeah, I'm saying, like, is he really a great survivor player? Because we're looking at it, everyone's saying, oh, he did so well, he did so well. We gave him the golden spear, but then he gets voted out yet again. He doesn't make the merge yet again. So surely, surely then, like a good survivor player, I don't know, does surely get to some point, no? Some, sometimes people get lucky and they get carried along. I mean, we could argue, like, for example, if a Tejan does make the distance and he just keeps playing the same game, talking about bread breakies and gets pulled into this sort of goat role where he's just the extra change sure that's one thing Letitia sort of vibes but your best players still make it like if you're looking at uh, Tony from Kagayan if you're looking at I don't know other players they tend they can go the distance if playing again so what do you think about his legacy yeah I, I mean I don't think if I was if I was picking I don't think I'd bring him back again um he he obviously got voted out pre-merge previously um this this time he said he had a different strategy but it, it the result was the same. So 
clearly whatever strategy he does have is not working and maybe maybe people know too much about him and he comes across um, I didn't actually know he was a doctor but obviously he's an intelligent uh, rational person so maybe his threat level is just too high and people will always try to vote him out um, before the merge so I don't I don't think you would bring him back again he, he's 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 had a chance uh, it obviously didn't work out so yeah that, that's but that, you, know. you know but that's an interesting point so you're touching on his quality, so he's always going to be a huge threat. But what about in this instance? And I, I think I tweeted this during the week. When we're looking at a tribe swap, it's sort of... So there are a couple of variables in this game. You've got idols, okay, unpredictable sort of variables, and then you've got the tribe swap. In certain cases, you can find yourself on the wrong, num- on the wrong side of the numbers, like a Dino and a Philip did. But what is the probability? And I know I'm no actuary or mathematician like Sean strongly pointed out there. Yeah, thank you, Sean, for pointing out my flaws. Um, but what are the chances of someone really coming out on top in sort of this game? Like your, your chances as a gamer gets incredibly diminished. I mean, do you think there's, there's a significant sort of possibility for someone to come out of it successfully? Saying guaranteed, if this person's a great player, they're going to come out of it every time. No, definitely not. Definitely not in this game. They've they've surpri- surprised me. Um, I think, I think especially in a returnee cast, um, it, the voting in the beginning seems completely different to a normal survivor. They're not worried about um, keeping the tribe strong, um, winning the winning the challenges, and just you know seeing how far they can get with the tribe that they have because they have. Um, relationships or alliances cross tribes so they're not thinking okay we just need to win get our tribe as strong as possible to get to merge they're thinking okay i know those people in the other tribe so if we get to merge i have other alliances there so then they vote out stronger players way earlier i feel than they would in a normal survivor where no one knows anyone so Mm. in that regard then again i wouldn't bring him back because now people know him obviously he's not he hasn't come across as such a strong survivor being voted out pre-merged twice, but still he, he somehow has this perceived level of threat that people are just going to vote him out. So, And if the, the trend follows in another returning um, season, I'm sure they'll do the same. So I don't know. What are your view? Would you bring him back? No, I think I think he's had a good stint. I think it's time, and uh, yeah, he's he's burnt that fuse at the wrong end. Cassidy Miller, I hope you're enjoying that buff, sir. By the way, Sean, Cassidy won a buff straight from TNO, and it was a production buff. It was pretty cool. Uh, but he's saying Tevin would be voted out pre-merge again if he came back a third time. There you have it. Right, Sean, it's time to hand out this dreaded wooden spoon for a player for the week, week two. I'm going to count down from three this time, seeing as a lot of the comments have been put there. People have made their opinions heard so are you ready yeah okay three two one Shana! Shana! there we go we in agreement Sean. high fives all right come on high five high there five. we go high five that screen there you go oh you high, see your green screen <laughs> go on you gotta work on that all right sure cassidy miller loves that buff all right, gentlemen and ladies and whoever's there oh there we go mr both shauna shauna yes we're all in agreement just same WhatsApp group, that's what we're talking about. Okay, it is time to move over to our next section. And that is the skull rating, the weekly rating for what we're going to give out of five for this week's Survivor. Sean, you gave it three last week, three skulls. Yeah. Ah, what do you think this week? Because you said last week it couldn't start too high because there needed to be room for improvement. Agreed. Um, 
I don't know how's Warren uh, with these animations. Uh, can we go do half skulls or was it only full skulls? <laughs> <laughs> so, we, bro, unless the head went to battle and it got chopped in half, then no. It's only only full skulls. Skulls. Only full skulls. Um, yeah, sure, yeah, because I think I I think I would have gone if if there were were decimal points. I think I would have gone three and a half, but maybe we can round it to four. I think it was better week than than the previous week. Like I said, some of the challenges not that great uh, in terms of setup for the one and, and I think execution on the other one or how it played out. So I think I'd, uh, there was a lot of drama, obviously, but um, in terms of the, the challenges for me, maybe brought it down. Um, but I think, yeah, maybe maybe three and a half and we can round up. What, round what up? So, I mean, oh, interesting here. Yeah, we, got, we got the comments. They're coming in, yeah? So Warren's saying four. Cassie Miller giving a solid three. Rounded three, not a 3.5, Sean. So being very, very specific and bold and making a decision. Yeah? Then Mesobotse also three. Jeez, Mesobotse, I keep butchering this. You need to, I think you need to send me a voice note somehow so I can say this correctly. Um, Tatul saying five, five skulls. Hilchot giving it a three, saying if Shona fake idol worked, it would have been a four. Hmm. Yeah, that was See, interesting. I, I actually forgot about that. What did you, why, why do you think she didn't? attempted like if dino went up to her and said listen you your name's on the chopping block they're gunning for you why wouldn't you try it or do you, do you think she was maybe saving it for later in the game uh, yeah man that's a very good question i legitimately don't have an answer other than the fact that you must have felt like the original plan would have worked or maybe maybe dino's thinking he's going to save it for, for another time i, I don't know. Maybe there was, you know what? I think there's a conversation that we missed, a conversation that wasn't aired that gave them the assurance or the, the assurance of the fact that, you know, this plan was going to work. I mean, he did, we did see Dino speaking to Palesa. Palesa said she was on side. So we knew that. We don't know what, we weren't privy to anything else. But I think somewhere along the line, someone planted a seed saying this plan is definitely going to work. And that's why she didn't do it. Uh, that's the only thing I can imagine. Yeah, it must have been something like that because I mean she went through such an effort to to make the the fake idol. The most beautiful it. fake idol ever seen on any survivor ever. I mean, if anything, she's advertised her, her craft skills. Like that that shit should be sold somewhere. I don't know all these guys that collect survivor things. I don't know if she's gotten that in return, but how much do you think that would be worth? How much would you pay for that in the comment section, Sean? How much would you pay yeah. for that idol? No, I wouldn't pay anything for. Um, I don't. Okay. I, don't, I, don't I don't want someone else's junk. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah. but in terms of that, like, do you think now that Dino knows it's there, or d does he know where it is? Do you think he might? He might use it. Yeah, I, I've got a feeling he's going to use it. But I mean, he's not the only one privy to it. So, and it's also quite interesting, and that's more storms bring. But again, we're gonna we'll we'll go down that path in storms bring. But in okay. terms of this section, I think if we look in production, um, and when I say production, I'm looking at the challenges in particular. I know the the mud wrestling one is a bit out there, but in terms of again, we're talking about level of craft in terms of how it was put together and how it was edited. I really loved it. For me, that's like four and a half. If we're talking halves, obviously four and a half, right? But but actually, there's no but. I'm gonna go with four. I liked I liked this, the alliances and the strategy. I liked how it's unfolded. I think it it was a gr it was a really good season, a uh, good week of Survivor, especially South Africa. I don't think like any Australian Survivor competes with this, to be honest. And I even to a certain extent, listen to the pitch of my voice is even going higher. That's how passionate I'm getting about this. But even the American Survivor, I think it's like 
American Survivor has become very game botty. And what I really liked about this week is it showed an evolution in South African Survivor. It showed that players are out there to play. Yes, these are second players being given a chance to correct their wrongs, but it has shown evolution. And to future sort of players that are going to be watching this, they go, oh, this is how we play Survivor, as opposed to, hey, we're strong. Let's keep the, the tribe strong. Let's try and find immunity. Let's, you know what I'm saying? So I thought that yeah, was I see what you mean. It is yeah. a different one. I don't know these... I don't know if I like... Well, it is nice to know about the cost. I don't know about if I like these returnee seasons as much as a normal one. Um, it, it it seems, yeah, it seems like you vote out all the good guys first, and then and then people just get brought along. I don't know if it happens in the normal ones, but people like Pinty and stuff. I'm I'm shocked every episode that she's not voted out. Okay, but what happens, Sean? And also for everyone in the comments, if Pinty makes it to the end by some miracle. If she makes it to the end and gets given the chance to plead her case and wins, would she deserve it? Um, yeah, I think she would. Um, it's the same as, I can't remember what season it was, but that, that Tom guy who won in the South African one, I, I felt similar to uh, the way he was acting in the beginning. He, he seemed very abrasive. He, would, he came on, he was a very strong character. But then by the time he got to the end, I thought, shut the soak's done so well to get here. I think I would have voted for him. So, yeah, I think she'd have a good case. Yeah. Listen, yeah, Sean, your brother, everyone, just in case, Patrick Gilbride, <laughs> Sean's brother, he's also out here just saying things, just like Sean. Not afraid to rip off any bandages, saying, whoa, 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 whoa. Australia Survivor is by far the best. Bro, I think you just, you just don't like the accents that you're hearing. It's too familiar. <laughs> you want to hear something foreign? I get it. I get it. Sounds, it's, it's like when a, you know, a good-looking person walks into the room, right? If you know they're from your, your town, you give them a 7 out of 10. If they come in there with a French accent, what are we going to say? A good 9 out of 10? Yeah? Yeah, maybe. I think, um, and I actually haven't watched too much um, Australian Survivor, so I can't comment too much, but I know I know my brother likes how physical the challenges are. So I think that, that element for him, for him, I think, maybe pushes it up over the South African one, is that the, the challenges are, like, very physical. But this was a crazy physical week. Come on, man. doesn't get more physical than the week they had this week. Come on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it definitely was. It definitely was physical. They didn't look too physical doing it, but it was yeah. a physical challenge. All right, but let's let's wrap this up. Okay, we're gonna count down again from three. We've got a couple of the skulls just floating around there from three to four. No one's put. Oh, and there was a five in there. All right, Sean, three, two, one. Are you ready? Three, two, mm. one, four. Mm. Yeah, four skulls. I'm in agreement. There we go. Oh, wait. Sorry. Now actually, take that back. We can't reveal. We need to reveal it. It's a mystery. No one knows. No one knows what we said, Sean. Are you ready? Are you ready? Okay, we're gonna reveal it now. <laughs> oh, doom, doom, doom. We're gonna have to have Warren. Where are the sound effects, bro? You're letting us down here. Everything else is great. The sound effects are really poor there, or lack, lacking. Okay, Sean, you wanna kick us off for the next section? Do you know what it is? Yeah, storms brewing. Yeah, storms brewing. Here we go. Nope, oh, wrong one. Jeez, I'm struggling with the buttons today. Ooh. Yes, in case you didn't notice, it had a Stranger Things sort of feeling. I know, Hillheart, you will appreciate that. Sean, I don't know if you watch Stranger Things, but that's what we were going with. I do not. <laughs> okay all right stranger things right storm is brewing this is where we make our predictions what we think obviously we've spoken about the two fake idols we've got seamus's fake idol we've got shauna's fake idol sean yeah how effective are these idols going to be moving forward 
the fake idols or the normal ones? Oh, there's there's three normal ones in play. We've got what do we have here? We've got Steffi has a hidden immunity idol. We've got Dante's Dante. also got one. We've got Marion's got the diplomatic immunity. And then, of course, we've got Tejon who's also got the clue still. So there's a lot out there. And then there's obviously two fake idols in play, which has been mentioned in this press release, which tells you what, Sean? Which is a strong indication of what? That they're going to play it. What press release? Uh, Sean, it's going to be released. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's, it's out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't think okay. Yeah, we've we've seen obviously the idols being played, but not really to a great effect just yet. So I'm hoping that the idols that are in play, like you said, three proper ones and and the the fake ones might might make an appearance and and sway some votes. Um, I I, I don't know. I I never know. I, I don't think I've ever really seen the fake idol play a big um or have a big impact on on the votes. Has it ever really worked? It can. I mean, let's let's hypothetically, as Shauna did what she needed to do in this last episode, it could have had a huge sway. They would have believed it because, I mean, that was a convincing sort of idol that she had. And they might have, you know, just put all their votes on Dino as an example. So it could have really worked. And in some cases, it can. I think, obviously, in the modern sort of Survivor game, bluffing is a lot more regular. And these idols you can't really trust, especially with, like, to your point that you made previously, the sharing of idols is something that shouldn't really be done, but it's done as a, a sort of information currency exchange. So people tend to know what it looks like, and if they are familiar, then those things do become duds. However, like I said, when it's something that's been crafted that well, I think it, it does put a seed of doubt in someone's mind. Definitely, but um, I don't really see that having a big impact in my in my opinion, um, I don't think they'll use it effectively. The, the actual idols might um, might come into play. I know you can use them up until I think the ones Dante and Steffi had up until the final six. So I'm not 100% sure if we'll see them next week. Although I think Dante might have to use his because it, it seemed like him and Dino were going to come to, not come to blows, but they're going to face off next week, I think. Yeah, but there's also another one here saying, Rian saying, you know, Steffi and Pinty showdown brewing. That's actually what oh, the yes. segment should be called. I mean, how do you think that's going to play out? I think you think Pinty's met to match there. Yeah, I think so. The, the two strong characters um, going head to head. I don't think Steffi will back down as, as quickly as the other ones um, or the other tribe did. So we'll see how that goes. Um, up, yeah, like I said, I'm always I'm shocked every episode that Pinty's still there. So maybe next week is her week. And Sean, if we're looking at the dynamic right now in terms of how these tribes are sitting, we're looking obviously at Phil and Dino at the bottom of this new tribe that they're in. Um, Sean, Phil, can they do something here? Yeah, I think... Dante's gunning think... him. Dante's got oh, no. his name written down. He's, he had his hit list. He's mentioned the hit list. He's trying to get all the men out and Dino's on there. Do you think Dino survives? I think he... I don't know. It's a, it's a tough one for me. Um, I'm not sure... Uh, I think what gives gives me a little bit of suspicion that he might is that he seems to have a really good relationship with uh, the women on that tribe, even though even though he wasn't on their tribe previously, they somehow have taken to him well, and they mm. you could see them struggling even when they decided, okay, if Shona doesn't come back, we're going to vote Dino. They were struggling with that decision, which leads me to believe that. He might, he might survive next week. I think. Um, so he works his way into the hearts of the ladies and. What Dante ostracizes himself because of how he's, he's handling the situation. I think so. I think they could. I don't know about Meryl, although she did look like she was, um, or she really liked Dino. So I don't know whether Meryl will 
swing on Dante, but um, I think I think he could get. You know, obviously he's got Phil already. Um, he could okay, get wait, a wait, 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 Sean. But let's let's play this out. Okay, so you, Meryl and Marion, you're sitting there. You're at Tribal mm. Council now. The one guy has played an idol that he told you nothing about, right? He's pleaded his case. He's poured out the, the tears, the crocodile tears, and then you got a Dante who's meant to be in your alliance, and he's quite cocky and arrogant about this whole thing, saying, "Ah, oh, cheers," you know, just to to show how she's going, and then also says, "I told you so. I told you so." You being one of them in that situation at Tribal, moving forward, who would you actually want to be working with? That's a tough one. I would still say Dante um, over Dino, yeah. Why is that? Do you think you'd have more – is there more transparency from Dante's side? Yeah. Even though you'd I, have to take I don't constantly someone that. telling you what to do. Yeah, because I think he's he's quite a big threat. So he's already um, – He's already like come out as what they've called like they've called him the Godfather, and he's dictating the tribe. So let him dig his own grave. Dino, Dino, I don't buy his like I don't buy his sincerity. Um, so I don't think you could trust him, and you could see um, that coming out a little bit in this game or this week at least. So I don't think I'd be able to trust him. Whereas Dante, Dante is more of sort of what you see is what you get type of guy. So I think I could work with him, and then and then once you get to merge. You know, obviously, you'd have to vote him out eventually, but I think he's created such a big threat that won't be a difficult swing vote to say, listen, I, you might not be in my alliance, but let's just get Dante out so he won't win the challenges or something like that. Do you, right. Who do you see surviving, Dante or Dino? I'm going to lean towards Dino. I think there's only so much you can take. No matter no matter how threatening someone can be, I think it's going to get to the situation where they're looking at it like, I can't take someone constantly telling me how wrong I am and I told you so and... I can't do it. I, you know what? As soon as someone acts like a big cheese, I kind of want to just remove that cheese and make you a regular burger. That's, that's how I am. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would go with. But let's move over to the other tribe there, Sean. We're looking at Teresa's plan with Felix and uh, Tejan and uh, Tony. Do you think Tejan now, who's he's perfectly at that pendulum where he can swing either way, it's, it's a nice position to be. Do you think he's going to go with the sort of Teresa side or is he going to actually stick with Kalani coming over and just keeping the one? So keeping his three strong and working with Kalani. Yeah, a difficult one. I think he might. It looked like he would he would be swayed to work with Teresa. Um, I don't. I think he would be swayed as well because um, I I don't know if he was so keen to work with Tony. I know in the beginning they said you know well he I think he promised to I won't write your name down which he not immediately but a couple of days later said uh, I'm taking that back. Um, but I think the way she acted when when she was on that other tribe and the way and her outburst after they voted out PK, I think he's there's some red flags there for Tejon and you can see him quite reserved and he, he doesn't seem to want to play with someone so emotional. So I think he might he might switch. I think he would go to Teresa, in my opinion. Um yeah, I don't know. That that tribe's a bit difficult, although Kalani, I don't know what would I don't know what they showed in that preview for the next episode of her like collapsing. So um I don't, Wonder, I don't know yeah. what you see there. It's interesting. It seems like it, this has been a tough season. And <laughs> I know to your brother's um, disappointment saying it's not as as intense as the Australian one, but it seems to be taking <laughs> its toll on the players. So uh, let's see how that shakes up. But to everyone who's joined us today, we absolutely love you. From Rian Incognito, Mesobotse, Yelcha, Dylan, Patrick. I know you're Sean's brother, but still, thank you very much, sir. Um, Oded, who else is in here? Cassidy Miller, Tato, I think I've said you twice now. Warren, of course, who everyone knows Warren. Say hi to Warren. He's, like I said, he's part of the team. Um, if you haven't liked... Oh, Richard. I oh, nearly forgot you, Richard. No. Anyway, if you haven't liked, subscribed, commented at the bottom, 
you know, just tell your friends, your uncles, brothers, best friend, whoever you want to tell. Let's grow this family. We love our TNO tribe. And I think the goal is one day to have a castaway on the island that said, I watched TNO and it helped me. It helped me prepare for when I come on. Mm. Yeah. Helped sure. you get voted out in, in week two after we give you the golden spear. One. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So now I'm notes. Sean, you know how you ended it last week. If you don't know what to be. Uh, be cool. All right. Have a good ev- evening, everyone.